It's a Roman orgy of stupidity. <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted. I am your host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always is the good man from Coshocton, Ohio, the founder of all promotional products. Well, not Kirby, <laughs> but he's in the birthplace of promotional products, Coshocton, Ohio, Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am, you know, I'm doing well, man. I'm, uh, I think it, it goes up and down on activity level. Right now, my activity level is super high, trying to catch up, And uh, but other than that, I'm doing really well. How about you, man? Doing well. Uh, like you, activity level is at a platinum level right now. <laughs> uh, but things are going really well and you know busy is good you and i usually um complain that busy is a bs excuse for mm. you know not getting things done but this is a good busy right now I'm, yeah i'm feeling very alive and i love that and you know who makes their distributors feel they're alive how who's that bill <clears throat> that'd be the good people common skew kirby and I believe we've talked about their good friends, good sponsors of this program. But if you are a distributor looking to streamline your distributor business and you need an awesome software platform to do it, and frankly, who doesn't? For sure. Yeah. you got to go to that free trial, commaskew.com slash unscripted. They really have the platform figured out to help you run your distributor business. I think my favorite thing that I've seen is the dashboard. I mm. absolutely love that. There's nothing that makes me from an organizational perspective happier than logging onto a computer screen in a CRM type system and seeing a dashboard, knowing what I need to do, where things are at the pipeline, and it helps me execute. So, And I know you've used that feature extensively. I use it every day because it's one of those things, and we all know that what happens after you send off a presentation especially if you are busy like you said is you sometimes forget like you to follow up and by having that in front of you you're like oh yeah a week ago i sent that presentation and i think that uh, is something i need to follow up with. so i literally i literally am on there every day well i think you, to make it really work and work for you you have to live in the system and there's yeah. no better system to live in than common skew so go ahead and give them a try at commonskew.com slash unscripted you won't be sorry you did. For Kirby, sure. are you ready to broadcast at a titanium level today? Do you think we can, can we achieve titanium? Sure. Like, that, that feels right. I, I'm actually excited that you brought up the busy thing because I think that's a – I always tell people, you know, busy's bad when it's an excuse. Yep. But I always tell people, when I'm bored, I'm poor. So. Yep. No, I get it. And I always say, you know, busy is a bullshit excuse for it's not as not important to me. Yeah. So – well, are you? I, I want to thank you for having the courage to do this podcast. Kirby, do you have a topic, or do you want me to go ahead and fire away? You go ahead, bro. All right. So this has been an interesting week mm -hmm. in the news mm -hmm. in our industry, in the promotional products industry. Mm -hmm. It seems Lanco on mm. Tuesday had an interesting day. Yeah. So it was reported by ASI that Lanco was closing, mm. going out of business, that 130 employees would be impacted. And you would have, it was the Mount Vesuvius of information going on in an eruption style format on the promotional products professionals page on mm. Facebook. How could they do this? Can't believe they're closing. I've got orders in process. I've called. I'm not getting any information. And the way ASI reported it, it really made it sound like they were closing. They said they reached out to the CEO and couldn't get a comment. 
Well, it turned out to be erroneous. And mm. so Lanco is not actually closing. And we, I have some good friends who work at Lanco. Uh, James DeBoer, and I don't know if you know James, a really good friend of mine, mm. is, is a rep at Lanco. They're not closing. They're being acquired or purchased by Nassau Candy. And in New York State, as part of uh, when more than 50 workers are affected, I'm sure I'm butchering this, but my, my very rudimentary understanding of it is they have to fill out a worker adjustment retraining notification with the state when it impacts more than 50 workers. And so okay. when they did that, that's what triggered, I think, the ASI story. And they jumped to the conclusion that the plant was closing. And, and maybe it was understandable. I'm not sitting in the ASI editorial offices. I, I don't right. know. But it, it just, I felt bad. I felt bad for Lanco. I mean, they're, they're going to survive, and it sounds like they've got some, some good capital moving forward, and they're going to have some newer uh, capabilities, and, and all the people who are working at Lanco now will still have jobs, which is always a good news. Right. But it just seemed in our society, our rush to be first with breaking news, it really seemed to bite ASI in the behind. And I don't know... Really, what more I, I want to say about that, but I want your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. If you saw that, what you thought, because I, I, I thought immediately Lanco's going out of business. The way that press release read was, a, or not ASI, that Lanco was going out of business. Yeah. Um, and as is the case, you know, where I, where do I find my breaking news? I see it on Facebook first. Sure. Um, and, uh, and so, so it's interesting. It's, it's, you're right. In today's 24-hour media cycle, I think that those of us, we talk about being media companies all the time. Um, yep. Forgive the train. Um, it's a train. hub of activity here in Coshocton, Ohio. Hey, to quote Aerosmith, the train kept a rolling all night long. <laughs> I love it. But I, So, yeah, I think that as uh, media companies within uh, the promotional products world... You know, it's hard because you're trying. You are trying to be the first to tell the story, and um, man, that's that's a hard position to be in. But I have a little bit of a different take. Um, okay. So, and again, I don't know uh, the CEO of Lanco either. Um, so I just want to say that out loud. But I, it, my thought about it was because we are in, living in a 24-hour news cycle. I think one of the things that's changed is that we can't ignore when we start fielding questions about things that are happening. Um, From my perspective, um, potentially the opportunity to, um, you know, tell the story in a more um, intentional way could have happened had they replied to the questions of ASI, right? Like they, they were, they, the ASI reached out repeatedly and they didn't get a comment back I think in today's social media world, in today's 24-hour news cycle, you can't afford to do that. You okay. can't afford to stick your head in the sand and be like, it'll go away and everything will be fine. So, I mean, I get that maybe we want to be careful about trying to be too ahead of the curve and report something before we know it to be true. But on the other hand, man, if you want to tell your story, then in today's world, you better damn well tell your story. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate to your devil's advocate. Okay. Because... You you are assuming, and perhaps correctly, mm-hmm. that the news reporting agency, in this case ASI, spent four hours or eight hours trying to get a hold of someone at Lanco to comment. Mm. And fair. I'm not I'm not sure that's fair, or, or that's accurate. I, I just don't know. I just know everybody wants to be first. Everybody wants to rush to get out there, and generally it doesn't bother me. You know, there's misinformation. It happens, but we're talking about a very small industry. 
Mm. And it can really impact jobs. It can right. impact. It can impact uh, Lanco's revenue stream. It can impact the the finish of the the, the purchase by Nassau Candy. Yeah. Because all of a sudden people think, hey, Lanco's going out of business. So I understand that, and I agree with you. Someone should have proactively managed that information. They should have realized mm. that that WARN, that Worker Adjustment Retraining Notification, was a matter of public record, that anyone could get their hands on that. And I think ASI correctly, and I'll defend ASI a little bit here, if I just saw that Worker Adjustment Retraining Notification that says 130 workers are losing their jobs, that's technically true. They're going to lose their jobs with Lanco and immediately be rehired by Nassau Candy. Yeah. But if you just see that in black and white on a piece of paper, I, I think it's a fair uh, conclusion to jump to. I just wish they would have waited just to make sure yeah, that, some comment. That, but again, I don't know what the timeline was. So yeah. we're, you and I are speculating on things we know nothing about. Hey, like usual. <laughs> well, one of the things I would say, though, is if you are, again, I, you're right. Like the, maybe the CEO was in meetings, maybe the, the you know whatever. But the idea that something like this is happening, boy, I would hope you're prepared to start answering questions. That's I, that's I, all I would say. I would agree. It seems that from Lanco's perspective, the information was not managed properly. Yeah, I so. would absolutely agree with you there. I think it's just a mis- it's just unfortunate for everybody. You know, ASI's jo- got a job to do, and I think they they generally do a very good job breaking news like that. Yeah, but it made made them look bad, which I know nobody at ASI wants. It made Lanco look bad. Just the whole situation made every single entity in there look bad. For sure. And then you had some fools on that promotional products Facebook page, just going on and on and on about how they're closing, and people from Lanco are like, "No, we're not closing. Here's the deal. Here's yeah. what's happening." And and there's one person who shall remain nameless who was on there saying, no, it's right here. They're, they're letting go 130 workers. And it was explained 18 different times, and this person just refused to believe it. So it just became real icky. Well, it, it's one of the – so there's a, there's a good and a bad of when I talk about everybody's a media company today. There, there's a good and a bad, right? Because some people are good media companies and some people suck at it. Yep, and, and honestly, everybody probably is really good at it sometimes and sucks at it. So it Yeah, no, that's fair. Depends on it. All right, let's move on. What do you got? Well, I think I would be remiss if I didn't talk about a, kind of an epic adventure uh, that I Damn it, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> I just took a, took a topic from you, huh? I'm marking it off right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let, me, let me ask you. Okay, about sure, sure. That's okay. Yeah. So uh, it says unscripted. We're just doing it as we go. Yep. So I was able to follow you on social media. You did do an epic event. You hmm. and seven other swag warriors. <laughs> um, Dana Zezo, yep. Ron Muehlmans, um, uh, uh Who else is Let's there? See. David Schmidt. Yep. Uh, David Schmidt. Schultz. Uh, David Schultz. Yep. Um, like Joe I, Durham, David, William Joe Adair. Durham. Yeah. A lot of good people yep. there. And it was really fun to watch you. Walk walk the audience and walk me through that. I mean, I was able to see the wrap-up videos, and it looked like you guys had an amazing time. It yeah. like you had a, a great time. Talk talk to us about that event and how it tied into promo. Yeah, so it was the, you know, as as Dana Zezo would say, it was the ultimate field testing event, right? Uh, so eight of us went to what's called the Ragnar Relay. It's a trail running series. Um, we were in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, each of the eight ran three different trail loops. There was a 4.1 mile loop, a 4.7 mile loop, and a 6.7 mile loop of varying degrees of elevation. So it was super challenging. Um, uh, Well, for me, it was super challenging. For Ryan, it was, you know, a Tuesday. Well, Um, yeah, he he is like the most, (laughs) he's so built for running 
and I don't know Ryan all that well. I've had a couple glasses of wine with him on occasion. Super. Yeah, nice it was. Guy. Um, it was an amazing uh, event. That guy. He, he's such a. He's such a runner. But and we had some really good runners within the uh, within the team. And so essentially, we started. We went. We camped in Arizona um, at this campground, McDowell State Park, and it just in tents and cots, and then. We spent the night, then at 10 a.m., we started running, and then, uh, you know, I ran first, then the next person ran, then the next person ran, and um, it was funny because, like, generally speaking, running is a very individual sport, Um, and so this was cool because it was very much a team thing, Um, and we had all the promo swag, man. We had shirts and we had Coleman coolers and we had, uh, the tumblers and, and Dana kind of hooked us all up and it was, it was unbelievable. It was really, really cool. It looked amazing. And I know Dana Zezo was the ringleader of yeah. that. And like I said, you and David Schultz really did such a nice job documenting it. So if you haven't, see, haven't had a chance to see the videos that, you you produced and that david produced uh, you really really need to it's really impressive and i i can't i am not a runner um i do work out daily but yep. i i can't run i mm. I've, I've said it before i don't i don't i take no pl- pleasure in it i don't enjoy it yeah i don't have the body for it i never can work through the shin splints so i'm always amazed when people can do what you guys did and that six, I think you said the longest loop was 6.1 miles. 6.7. 6.7. That's a lot. Yeah. And, and I think that was the hardest elevation, too, on that one. Yep. Correct? Yeah, it was. Uh, but, you know, it was interesting. Each course was totally different. Um, right. And, uh, but it, what I love about it is it's just a different kind of networking. I, I mean, when I went there, I only knew two of the guys. Um, I knew David and Dana. Right. Um, and man, I, I know those other guys really well now. We really, truly had to work as a team, which was really cool to see. And so it was, it was awesome. It was you, really cool. You guys, like I said, it looks like you guys had a great time. And I love how you created, or, or yeah, I guess created is the word, a promo experience within the running experience. Yeah. Um, all the, all the, High quality branded merchandise. I'm not calling it swag, <laughs> except that you just did. But okay. oh, no, I didn't. I said I'm not calling it swag, <laughs> sir. Um, the the high quality branded merchandise was great. I know you got things obviously from Imagine Brands. I know that uh, there was some SNS Activewear there. Yep. So really, really cool stuff. So thank you for sharing that and stealing my topic. <laughs> now I'm gonna give you go. You go okay. for a topic. Okay, cool. So. W- Essentially, I flew out to uh, Phoenix on November 1st and got back about November 5th, and uh, it gave me an opportunity to not shave for several days, and so I've begun the, the, this challenge of no shave November. Okay. I've uh, never done that, and uh, I, uh, I'm struggling. It is uh, two, two things. Number one, it's super itchy at this point, um, yep. and number two, my wife and children hate it. So, um, it's like, it's no shave. November's turned into no kisses November. So which is pretty exciting. So, um, I was wondering if you'd ever taken part in that. Um, I have not done no shave November now for two years. I did Movember where this is before I had facial hair where I would grow a mustache. Mm. So, uh, to raise money for, uh, men's health awareness, prostate cancer, you know, suicide, things like that. Just think men's health in general. And the first year I did it, I think was 2012. Okay. And I grew a trucker mustache. Wow. Um, 
and I could post some pictures of that <laughs> this week. And I raised about $1,000, and it was interesting. And I've never been a facial hair guy. Mm. Then the next year, I put it up to the company I worked for at the time. I said, you guys pick. And I, I had 18 different mustache styles. And I will tell you, I've never made a worse mistake in my life. <laughs> because the style that they picked was the pencil-thin wisp. Wow. And I had to go around with a pencil-thin wisp all the month of November. Yeah. Um, but I ended up raising like 2500 bucks, So it was it was worth it from that perspective. And then when I blew out my Achilles a couple years ago and I really couldn't stand up and shave, I just grew out a beard. Yeah. And just, just out of necessity more than anything else. And my family hated it at first. <laughs> they like it now. Okay. Um, I, I like it. I'm, I'm, I have a love-hate relationship with it. It doesn't itch. It does take a little more maintenance than I thought it was going to. Okay. Um, you'll work past the whole itchy stuff very, very quickly. Mm. Well, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm considering bailing pretty quickly. So it's, then, uh, it'll be interesting. Should, then you should. I mean, I, you know, I don't think there's any pro, you know, lack of, of, of sh- there's no big shame if you shave your, your scruff. I saw the picture on Facebook, and I'm not going to lie. I thought it looked really good on you. You know, some people look good with facial hair and some don't. I was always convinced I'd look like a dork with facial hair. (laughs) No, you look good, man. Well, I I actually like it. Like I said, I like it now. I actually think it makes me look a little younger than the uh, 87 that I am. (laughs) So I I I would encourage you to give it another week. Actually, give it till Thanksgiving. Okay. Give it till Thanksgiving, and I will I will email you um, some beard balm, uh, a link to get some beard balm that'll help with the itching. Okay, All right. help with the itching. All right, good deal, good deal. Well, right. I think we're at uh, fill in the blank. Are you ready for fill in the blank? Absolutely. And I'm excited to announce. We are excited to announce. We've got a brand new sponsor. Woo! So, you listeners, would you like to earn a little bit more money on the sales you're already making? How about joining AIM Smart EQP community today? Do you know what you get when you do that, Kirby? What's that? You get end quantity pricing from more than 100 of the industry's top suppliers. You get quality connections with many of the brightest minds in the industry, and you get cutting-edge training to help you grow your sales and profits fast. But here's the deal. Not everyone's qualified to join Kirby, but if you're smart, you're focused, and you're an independent distributor doing a reasonable amount of sales, this is a complete no-brainer for you. So what we're going to ask everybody to do is go to smarteqp.com. Mm. When you register, enter unscripted in the box that says who referred, who referred you to AIM Smart EQP. And you'll get online access to the complete top secrets of promotional products program training program from david blaze who's a tremendously bright man and if that's a 200 over 250 dollars value and you get that absolutely for free just for just for going there and putting in the information and putting in unscripted in the box that asks who referred you to it so go ahead and get the details at smarteqp.com now love it that's exciting very exciting all right kirby are you ready i am you want to go first you want me to i'll go ahead and go first okay the fact that Twitter now allows 280 characters makes you excited. I, you know, it's it's so interesting. First of all, you took one of mine. Uh, second of all, uh, and you've got some real problems. Yeah, I know, I do, right? But anyway, uh, so I would say it's one of those things that I think um, 
I'm good in the sense that Twitter has not evolved in the last five or 10 years, and I think they have needed to evolve. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of play within the new format. Um, I think that historically speaking, everybody, whenever there's any kind of change, um, sort of bitches and moans about it, no matter what the change is. If they would have made it gone from 140 to 70 characters, if they'd have gone from unlimited, it doesn't matter. Certain people are going to complain about it. Um, right. From my perspective, I, I think it's going to be a just a new way to play within that format. So I, I, I'm both excited and um, concerned. So Okay. How, good, yeah. good answer. Okay. Fair. Uh, yes, sir. Um, Jerry Jones suing the NFL is pressing the nuclear button. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he hasn't officially sued them yet. Right. Um, and I, I don't even know what to think of it. You know, part of Part of me, I, I like Jerry Jones from the fact that, A, he certainly delivered, uh, as a Cowboys fan, he's delivered three championships to the team I love. Yeah. He's a marketing genius. He has really helped the NFL grow from a revenue perspective. But I find the timing odd that, you know, in May, he was part of a unanimous group that uh, voted to extend Roger Goodell's contract. They just hadn't worked out the details yet. Now that Ezekiel Elliott, his running back, is suspended... Now he's got all sorts of problems with Roger Goodell. Mm. Now, I, I'm not saying there's Goodell doesn't have issues. I think he's he's really bungled the entire national anthem thing. I think I think he has bungled punishments oh. in, in, in the <laughs> NFL. I, I'm not I actually think that's the biggest problem, but yeah. I, I do I do too. Look, I think I don't think Ezekiel I am under no illusion that Ezekiel Elliott is a is a good human being. I'm not. But the fact that he hasn't been arrested, he hasn't been uh, charged, he hasn't been convicted of a crime, and he gets six games where there's no video evidence of anything he's really done. I'm not saying he's innocent, but I'm sure he's done some things. I'm sure he's done some very ugly, nasty things. But for him to get a six-game suspension, when we flash back three or four years ago when Ray Rice, that horrible video of him punching his wife, his wife in an elevator, I mean punching her, and he got two games, is something's really out of whack. So I do think the commissioner has some issues, but I find the timing of Jerry Jones wanting to hit the nuclear button on Goodell very interesting. And I wonder if I wonder if Jerry, who has historically been one of the most powerful owners in the NFL, I wonder if that's on the way out. I don't know. I, it's it's really going to get ugly if you ask me. Yeah, I, the NFL is doing their very best to implode. There's no question. They are. It's 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 a it's a Roman orgy of stupidity. <laughs> All right. And I think th- that might be our opener for this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kirby. I have one. Are you ready? Yes. At Thanksgiving dinner, the first thing you eat is oh, mashed potatoes and noodles. I am a. Now, I said first thing. Uh, I didn't say first things. It no, was no. Singular. They are piled on top of one another. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> it is absolutely no, 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 fantastic. No. Absolutely. No, 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 oh, no, no. 100%. <laughs> no. Absolutely. You asked me, bro. I, I did, <laughs> and I'm sorry I did. No, it's it is, that is literally – so Thanksgiving's probably my favorite holiday, and man, the meal, I'm all about it, baby. All right. All right. All you right. have another one? I do. So you had said that you're not a runner, right? And so we just did this thing, but I also know you well enough to know that you were – it was killing you that you weren't a part of it. And yeah. so I would say the adventure event you would go on would be – 
I'd love to do a deep camping unplugged type event where you certainly have phones and access so you can you can uh, document it, but you don't have any contact with the outside world. I mm. love that type of stuff. I really do enjoy camping. I enjoy living off the land. I enjoy hunting. So something very deep like that where there is very little exercise involved. <laughs> would it be, would still be an adventure. It would still be an adventure, but yeah. I mean, I think that would be a lot of fun. I think that a lot of hiking, things like that. that. That's something I would enjoy. That's cool. That's cool. All right, Kirby, I have one more question for you. Okay. Your least favorite household chore is? Oh, my, my least favorite household chore. I'm, I'm not. So I guess I would say just flat out cleaning the house in the sense that when I do it, it's never done the way that my wife would want it to do, be done. And so I would do it. She walks in, sees that it's not clean in her eyes and then she redoes it and so i really hate it when i do stuff and then it's redone so i guess i would say just the basic cleaning i agree i have learned when i when i married my bride i learned the difference between picking up and cleaning and i was i was roundly informed very early on in our marriage that you pick up i clean Okay. And uh, so I don't clean very well, apparently. So yeah, no, no. I, I get that. Well, and it, it, so here's my thing about that, though, is I would say that this is one of those moments where you're training me not to do it, just in case you're wondering. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and maybe maybe you don't clean not so good on purpose. So. <laughs> I would never do something like that. I wouldn't either, nor would I advocate any of our listeners do that because that's just wrong. Right. But if that's wrong, do you know what's right, Kirby? What's that? Every single damn thing about comments is right. <laughs> that's what's right. And if you're a distributor and you're looking for that platform to run your distributor business, you've been seeking it, you get a little pit, a little piece here, a little piece there, and you're trying to put it all together into one thing on your own, that doesn't work. But what does work is Common Skew. It's built for distributor businesses. It's built completely for our industry. It's custom designed. It's continually updated, run by really good people who care about your growth. So if you want to really take your distributor business to the next level, and frankly, if you don't, go find something else to do. Right. But if you want to take your distributor business to the next level, go ahead and go for that free trial at commaskew.com slash unscripted. I'm telling you, we've, I've actually heard from some people that have done that. They're like, I'm st- Not only do I like your podcast, that's great, <laughs> but you've really helped me because we've gone to the, the free trial and we signed up with commaskew. So that's good for us because we obviously want to drive people there. But really, it's great for the, that distributor person who's looking to elevate their business. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, we're adding value, baby. Adding value every single day. All right. Well, I think that will do it for Unscripted Today. Kirby, as always, a pleasure to talk to the bearded wonder from Shockton, Ohio. <laughs> Good to talk to you, brother. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.